Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Those we can cure should more than just endure. Mr. E was actually not my patient, but someone I saw regularly after my clinic over at the cancer center. I was perpetually late, given that I was taking care of some very sick patients, and most of the time left my charting to the very end of the day which, after finishing seeing patients at around 6 p.m., left me in clinic sometimes till about 8 p.m. During this time, the cleaning crew often showed up, and I was, of course, in the conference room dictating my charts and in the way of these hardworking, often non-English-speaking persons, whose hours were as displaced as they no doubt felt in a world very different from the ones that they may have left in another country. It was interesting, because I had inhabited the world that I knew during the day, filled with patients, nurses, paraprofessionals, orders, scans, and the like, things that were as familiar to me as a reflex hammer and optico-kinetic tape, followed by the silence of the clinic after everyone had departed, and for a brief moment, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes a half hour, where the quiet was only punctuated by the clicks of the dictaphone and my voice articulating quietly but at a million miles an hour about some patient who I'd seen, evaluated, and managed, only to be documented until the next time they would come back to see me where I'd do this all again. Then the cleaning staff would arrive, and the brooms and vacuums and rags and spray bottles filled with pink cleaner, strong industrial stuff that smelled of inimitable ammonia, would be dispensed throughout the central hub of the clerical unit of the clinic, where six or more workers would attack the various areas with aplomb including the corners of the conference room where I diligently stacked my charts. On the right, the ones that I needed to dictate, and on the left, the ones I had already done so, attentively trying both to be efficient and yet as small as possible for this next shift of workers to be able to do their job. Mr. E seemed to be one of the leaders of this cleaning crew, with at least most of the people talking with him in their soft Vietnamese voices with a level of discerning respect and he, with a similar quiet tone of direction, never louder than a whisper, and seemingly always with a smile. The first time he addressed me, I was quite surprised. In hesitating and slow but correct English with a French accent, he asked me if I would mind if the staff vacuumed in the conference room, to which I noted that it was I that was in their way rather than the other way around. He bowed as I got up to let the cleaner spray down the table, and the other activities needed to create what we arrived to see and take for granted in the mornings every day. Mr. E and I started talking about his crew, which turned out, not surprisingly, to be mostly his family. Apparently, it had been years since Mr. E and his family had escaped from the travesties of the war in Vietnam when he was fairly young and had come over by boat to the United States. Following some of his Buddhist network, that is his Sangha, He had made his way across the country to start working at a cleaning company as a young man, supporting his mother, two brothers, and one sister, as well as a family friend. Both his father and his friend's father had perished in the war during one of the many invasive affronts onto otherwise quiet villages which had only fear and not much resource, but were thought to be communist in tone. Mr. E told me over our ensuing time together, from just a few moments stretching out longer and longer, as we became more familiar with each other during those precious minutes after clinic 
during his crew time supervising the cleaning of the development of his family. He'd work with industriousness, saving for his family, for support of his siblings, ultimately meeting his spouse, starting his own company, and having a family business where his expanded family of sons, daughters, nieces, and nephews all worked. He'd sent one son out to university and would have a daughter attending one of the best technical schools in the country on scholarship shortly. His story was the dream of many immigrants. Work hard, endure the slings and arrows of everything from discrimination of how one looks or talks, save like no tomorrow, and find the resources to provide for your children so that they have a better life. And sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. This was something Mr. E had done regularly. Mr. E noted to me that he hadn't taken a day off in years, only for medical issues of family members and never himself. He noted to me, at least, in a hushed whisper, that he had had significant back back pain for a long, long time, and it was shooting pains down from his hip to his foot. This sometimes caused him to catch his breath, or, more often than not, need for him to, as he noted, walk and meditate. I asked him several times if I could help him, or even examine him to determine where the problem might be in his nervous system, but he demurred. Je vais bien he'd say, or I'm fine. One day, as I was dictating my last chart, early for me, Mr. E and his crew came in, and I noted that he was actively limping. I asked what was going on with him, and he just noted, in his usual hushed tone, ça va, although I knew he wasn't fine. I insisted we test him, and he allowed me to at least evaluate his lower extremities, where he definitely was weaker with pain and he had diminished reflexes on that side. I told Mr. E he needed to have further evaluations, of which, of course, he protested that he didn't have the time and he needed to work. But I insisted and brought over his wife to tell her of my brief findings and plan, the latter to which she heartily agreed. The next morning, I had the scan ordered, and knowing I would see Mr. E and his wife that night, kept the paperwork so that I could personally hand the materials to him. In fact, we had an incredibly busy busy clinic that day, and I had to go to the hospital to follow up on a very sick patient that needed to be admitted. So it was actually the nurse I worked with who stayed to ensure that Mr. E got the paperwork for his scan. When the report came back, Mr. E had significant degenerative changes in his spine, and more importantly, a herniated or slipped disc, which most likely was causing his symptoms. He was, in fact, one of the first patients in our center to receive microsurgery for the issue, and he did extraordinarily well. I often think of Mr. E when I'm feeling that things might be hard or I'm seemingly overwhelmed by the stresses of a daily doctor's life. And note that many of us have it quite easy compared to having to build a life off a boat where you barely speak the language and you have to use your wits and your physical traits to support your family. Such people continue to be inspirational in so many ways. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.